welcome back to the Getting Into Good Trouble podcast, where we talk about struggles to teach you the trouble. I'm your host, Lauren, and we are joined by Sydney, Michaela, and Piper. Each week, we find an active global conflict and break it down for you. In this episode, we will be explaining the anti-government protests in Chad. So, Sydney, can you start by giving us some context? Of course, Lauren. Since 1991, Chad has been ruled by Idris Deby. Debbie was an authoritarian leader. This is when a leader dictates policies and controls all activities in the country. But Debbie was killed on April 20th last year by rebels attempting to overthrow his government. But Michaela, what's happening since the former president's death? Once the president's death, the head of parliament was supposed to take over. However, the military took over unconstitutionally and created the Transitional Military Council. It just so happens that the army is ruled by the son of the former president, Mohammed Debbie. This means that Mohammed Debbie is acting as the transitional president of Chad. He knew the Chadian people would be upset at this and promised they would have more say through an inclusive national dialogue in the upcoming election in 18 months. Piper, what happened since? The council announced they would postpone the elections and they would be held in October 2024. This announcement made the Chadian people angry, hence the protests. Okay, so why do you think the military made up the Transitional Military Council? I think the military created this because they knew that they weren't supposed to take over and they knew that people would be upset about this. So they created this to make it seem like they were going to give the government to the people, but in reality, they were just going to take over. Yeah, I think uh, Debbie's son like secretly wanted to be in power like his father, but the people wouldn't like that because first of all they didn't like Debbie, and then second of all, uh, it's supposed to go to someone in Parliament. Like that's how the that's what the Constitution says, and when a leader passes, like ninety days in ninety days the election is supposed to be held. So Debbie's son wanted power, so he made the military as like a way to distract the people and say like no, it's gonna be okay, we're gonna hold elections, and then they moved it. So he just really wants power. Yeah, that's a good point. But how is this impacting the country socially, economically, and from a government perspective? This makes them look bad. The people of Chad are losing their human rights over this. Also, they already don't have that much money, and this is causing their economy to worsen. I agree with that. Um, clearly, they're not happy about this from an emotional standpoint because they're protesting, which obviously shows that they're really angry about it. This is also exposing government defects, insecurity, and underdevelopment. Yeah, their government was very unstable, and they're also economically unstable already, so this is just adding, like, fuel to the fire. And then, like, there's also, or, like, neighboring regions who also have insecurities, so this is just, like, a hot mess. So, even though it's a hot mess and the protests are adding fuel to the fire, do you think that the people of Chad should rule the government? I think they should have a democracy and have someone who represents them in the government so they have a voice. And adding on to what Sydney just said, I agree they should have a democracy. I don't think that the citizens should rule, but the people should have an opinion. Yeah, I also agree, but like they currently have a like democracy, like bunny ears. So I think like there needs to be definitely some kind of like kind of reform that needs to happen. Because like right now they have a democracy, but clearly the citizens have no power as they're like protesting. So there definitely needs to be like some change. Yeah, they just need to change their government. What do you think this means for the future of Chad and the people? So honestly, I just think that they need a leader who like listens to their needs and probably someone who's not in the Debbie family. So, I mean, I just think they need someone who's gonna listen to them and respect them and like see them as like citizens and like they also deserve a voice. Yeah, and like agrees with them. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I also hope that they become, like, more recognized, because, like, even though they are a small country, like, that doesn't mean that they deserve, like, what they have, and I hope their economy grows. Yeah, I can't picture what this will actually look like, but people in the future will hopefully find a suitable power holder, and that the protesters don't really need a reason to protest. Yeah. Since we can't really imagine what this is going to look like in the future, what do you think the international community can do to help the people? I'm not sure what the international community can do right now, but if you want to help, just talk about this and get the word out. Yeah, I think like educating yourself on this topic because we tried to research this topic and it was super hard to find any information. So just kind of understanding the information and hopefully this helped. When we were first like researching about this podcast idea, like no one really knew about this podcast. So it's really important that you go on social media and like get the word out to all the other media. Yeah, and I think like speaking on the international part, like maybe other countries could kind of like press the military and like tell them to give up power because it's time to give the power to the people. Yeah, I I think that like other countries should get involved because like they can do a lot and they can help out the country because right now they're just not doing well. Now to get a different viewpoint, we spoke with Gabriella Duchateau, a journalist who researched this topic to talk with us. Michaela, could you ask her some questions? Uh, Do you think that the people of Chad should rule the government? I think that if the people of Chad were promised a fair election, then they should expect their fair end of the bargain. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, like, what do you think the international community can do to help the people of Chad? You know, it's so hard because, you know, we're here and they're over there. So I think the most that the international community can do, like people like you and me, is just educate ourselves on this topic. You know, politics from any country can be extremely daunting to research and, you know, get to know. But if we can learn and empathize with what's going on over there, I think that's enough. Mm-hmm. Like just to help understand like what's going on. Cause like we had a really hard time finding information on this, like in general. While we were, like, researching, like, again, as I mentioned earlier, like, it was super hard to find, like, information on this. And so do you think that's on purpose? I don't, I think this military government probably does their best to withhold the people's voice, I suppose. I don't exactly know their, I mean, I'm sure they don't have free speech if they can't go out and protest without, you know, being shot at. But I think, I guess it can be on purpose, but I think journalists, whether they're local or from other countries should be careful when they're going over there to report on it. Because obviously the truth of like what's going on there needs to be heard. And that's the only way, you know, like I was saying research, that's the only way we can do that is if there are people on the ground actually telling us what's happening and not you know, the voice of the military telling us what's going on. So that's about everything we have for you today. But thank you so much for listening to this episode and make sure to tune into the next.